Hey friends, thanks for listening to the Axiom podcast. Um, We're a community centered around experiencing Jesus together and practicing his ways as a community. Uh, We like to say in Peoria as it is in heaven. Um, So this podcast is just space for discussion and exploring um, ideas and principles of the kingdom and also where we post uh, our sermons from Sunday gatherings. So um, please engage us online and uh, hope you enjoy this episode. Peace be with you. Thank you. If we haven't met yet, my name is Amy, and I co-lead the Axiom Moms Group here at Axiom. And thank you. Yeah. We love the Moms Group. (laughs) Um, Micah mentioned, several have mentioned, that today we begin our journey through Advent. Advent literally means the coming And this is a season that we are full of anticipation and expectancy as we prepare for Jesus' birth and honoring that time. Over the next four weeks, we're going to be looking through the lens of Mary's motherhood journey. Um, And we are asking ourselves as well, how can we too carry Christ to our world? Let's pray. Creator God, we are grateful for life, life that you bring to us, that you breathe into our very being. Full and abundant, life of expectancy, anticipation. Jesus, we look forward to um, this time with you and celebrating um, your birth, your coming to this world, this very weary world, and you bring rejoicing and salvation, and we are grateful. In spirit, we um, trust your leading and your guiding. Um, as you bring uh, light where light needs to shine, you bring comfort where comfort is needed, direction and guidance, capability. We trust you in this. In your name we pray, amen. If you will, and you have your Bibles, feel free to turn to Luke chapter 1. We're going to begin in verse 26. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, the verses before us tell us this, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee, to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. The angel went to her and said, 
Greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. Mary was greatly troubled at his words and wondered what kind of greeting this might be. But the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary. You have found favor with God. You will be with child and give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father, David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. His kingdom will never end. How will this be? Mary asked. Since I am a virgin, the angel answered, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. Even Elizabeth, your relative, is going to have a child in her old age, and she who was said to be barren is in her sixth month, for nothing is impossible with God. I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May it be to me as you have said. And the angel left her. This um, portion of scripture holds so much uh, amazement, so much supernatural occurrences, big, big things. Things like um, an angel messenger, <laughs> a virgin mother, a savior Christ babe. An old woman, barren, six months pregnant. But what struck me when I was reading this, probably for the first time in a very long life with the Lord, was verse 38, where Mary said, I am the Lord's servant. May it be to me as you have said. I was talking with the Lord as I was preparing I had a few weeks, and we were dialoguing, and I was like, I, I have no idea why this has never landed in my heart before. This verse of complete surrender by Mary, a verse that holds great cost to her. Um, it's easy to idolize and maybe fantasize and maybe hallmarkize Mary and the story of Jesus's birth. But Mary was very human and young, and this was all new to her. <laughs> we have the hindsight of 2,000 years knowing the story. She didn't. And she was being asked a really, really, really big thing. In her full humanity, she was getting ready to face the dissolving of a potential marriage for her. Because scripture tells us she was engaged, betrothed to Joseph, beyond our way of engagement. This was a legal binding contract that her family and his family had entered into for a period of time. 
And there was a lot of expectation in that contract where um, Mary's virginity was very important. And it was going to cost a lot for her to say yes to Jesus' birth in that time. Her parents were going to be hurt and angry. She would face rejection by her community. Her reputation would be ruined. Her future for being a wife and a mom wouldn't be there anymore with Joseph and probably for the rest of her life. She also, in a very real way, risked death. In her culture, stoning was still happening if you were found to be um, pregnant without marriage, expecting a child. And as I began to think through all of these things, verse 38 really began to hold weight for me. I am the Lord's servant, Mary answered. May it be to me as you have said. Um, In some translations, the word servant actually is translated bondservant. Bondservant means that that person willingly places themselves in uh, servitude to you for a lifetime. They willingly surrender their rights, their desires, and they are yours to do with what you want with them. And that's what Mary is saying to the Lord. I am binding myself to you. I'm laying aside my rights and my desires, and I'm willing to partner with you in this. May it be to me as you have said. As Micah shared um, earlier in the intro, um, our, our question on the table is, how can we carry Christ into our world? And we're going to look through lens of Mary. And Mary's response to this message was, I'm binding myself to you. I'm laying aside my rights, my desires, my future, my potential, possibility of death. And I'm going to surrender myself to you and to your plan. The question then is, how do we carry Christ to our world? We, like Mary, are invited into a posture of surrender, a letting go of what we are carrying, what we are holding on to. And something that I found very obvious, but I thought worth stating, is that we cannot carry something when we are already full. We have no room, no potential if we're full. And, and that's the symbolism and the importance of the very real womb of Mary and the virginity that she offered is that her womb was empty. There was room for Christ. So through our emptiness, like Mary's womb, there's room for carrying Christ. Mary's um, decision was costly. Um, It was hard. 
there was risk involved. There would be loss, and there would be grief for her. Um, on the screen, um, there's going to come an image. I'm going to share a little bit about that. Um, in February of this year, we had a resonant on Ash Wednesday, and there were multiple pictures surround, um, scattered throughout the room, and we were asked and invited to pick up one that caught our attention, that spoke to us. And this was screaming at me, but I completely ignored it, and I picked up a different one. And I felt great relief because I didn't want to talk about what this picture was saying to me. Um, I had been on a journey of um, real loss and anger inside. Um, the Lord had been dealing with me for years about it. And that journey had ended in 2020 in a way that caught me off guard that I wasn't prepared for. And I was really angry about it. Um, very internally angry about it. And so when I saw this picture, I immediately knew what it was asking of me. And I very quickly said no, picked up another picture. A few weeks later, we're at the women's retreat in March, and Kendall chooses to uh, walk us through a, a practice of visio divina, which is simply looking at an image and taking the time to get still and quiet and ask the Lord to speak to us through that image. She had several laying on the floor in front of us. And this one was laying in front of me. And I thought, oh, the mockery. <laughs> oh, the mockery. I could not escape. So I picked it up very, very angrily inside and resentful placed it in front of me because I knew what the Lord was already saying because he had been saying it for a really long time. And when I picked it up and I placed it in front of me, I had turned it inadvertently. Yeah. That's how it landed for me too. What I had been worrying about and processing and resenting and angry about, the Lord flipped and presented an opportunity for me to gain something rather than give something away. Because I knew this message. <laughs> it had been a message of about 11 years, a message of opening my hand and letting go, giving up, losing emptying, emptying in a way that felt draining, hard. It was costly. It was costing me something. And for a while, okay, I could get on board, but after a while, it was exhausting, and I wanted it to stop. And the Lord, in his beauty and in his grace, flipped the picture for me in March of 2022. And he said, Amy, in this journey of letting go, of surrender, 
I'm also providing an opportunity for you to gain, for there to be something else to fill, for a releasing of the anger, for a releasing of the harm. And will you partner with me in that? It's an invitation, an invitation of surrender. See, the Lord is such a gentleman. He'll never force himself upon us. He never forced himself upon Mary. If we go back in scripture, we'll see what I just read. The angel answered, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. So the Holy One to be born will be called the Son of God. For nothing is impossible with God. And Mary's response in that surrender to the invitation was, I am the Lord's servant. May it be to me as you have said. I'm going to ask, I've flipped it several times, but I'm going to ask if you'll bring it back to the hand letting go. And, and I'm just going to take a few minutes. This may feel really uncomfortable. It may be very new to you, and that's totally okay. But I'm going to ask if you'll just take a moment and if you'll look at the picture of the hand letting go. And if we could close our eyes after you really have it in your mind. If you can close your eyes and ask the Holy Spirit to reveal if there's something that you need to surrender. If there's something that you've been holding on, death grip. Because I was afraid I had had like all the fingers peeled back and that if that last one went, that it was just going to be a free fall. And I was really scared of where I may land. But in March, when the surrender came, to the Holy Spirit's invitation to let go. It was a beautiful, soft landing into the very heart of God who was so for me, so tender, so loving and gentle, so healing. If you will, close your eyes and imagine the picture of the hand open. Are you carrying something that you don't need to be carrying anymore? Holidays can bring about triggers, triggers of loss, triggers of plans that have changed. through no fault of your own and no desire of your own. Loss of loved ones and the memory of them is painful because they're not here anymore. Holidays also expose our busyness, maybe our affection for things that aren't for our good.
Maybe there's something really good you've been holding on to, but you've wanted to be in control of it. You have a plan, you have a desire, and you're going to see it through. Can we risk trusting the Holy Spirit's prompting to empty ourselves of us? While you're still thinking about that, imagine with me as well the open hand. In the letting go, what are you making space for? What are you opening your hand to? I invite you to bring any fear or confusion or anger to the spirit as you pray. There's an open invitation to partner with the Holy Spirit. She is our comforter, our power source, our midwife in this posture of surrender enabling us to make room for Christ within us. Can you open your hand and your heart to the truth that nothing is impossible with God? That big ask that he has for you Can you trust his love for you in the letting go, in the opening to? When I was preparing for this, I was actually enacting the process of letting go, holding my hand open and opening it. And at the same time, with my other hand, opening it to receive. And in that, that posture, I kept thinking about, there's something that our hands are cradling. And as a mom who's expected a baby, or if you've seen one, oftentimes it's a very natural posture for a mom to cradle their belly, the hand that is letting go and the hand that is receiving. And in that in-between, there's space, space to carry Christ. To be full of him. In the preparation of birthing him to the world that we're a part of in the big scheme of things and in the very intimate world that you're a part of, you are invited to carry Christ there. Mary, in her saying yes, opened herself up to what Isaiah 9, 6 tells us, for unto us a child is born, 
to us a son is given and the government will be on his shoulders and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. In Luke chapter 2, verse 10, but the angel said to the shepherds, do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people today. In the town of David, a Savior has been born. He is Christ the Lord. We have the opportunity today in our opening up, letting go for Emmanuel, God with us, to be found. Let's pray. Spirit, thank you for your tenderness, your gentleness with us. Thank you that you have given us invitation to partner with you in the bringing of Christ, birthing him within us because we cannot carry what we don't make room for. Thank you for the visual of an open hand letting go. Thank you for flipping the photo. That that open hand letting go also becomes an open hand to receive. And what you have to offer us, Emmanuel, you with us, is worth everything that we let go of. In your name we pray, amen.